Welcome to In Session, a podcast where we speak with changemakers working towards safe, supportive learning environments within their communities. Our guests include state and local education agencies and their partners, all grant recipients from the Department of Education, using their funding to advance school-based mental health services, support mental health service professionals, and establish trauma recovery and prevention programs. I'm Claire, and this is Annie at the National Center on Safe, Supportive Learning Environments. We produce In Session, and we'll be facilitating the conversation today, highlighting the great work being done by one of our grantees. On this week's episode, Christine Stone from the Virginia Department of Education joins us to discuss recruitment and retention of school mental health providers. All right, well, welcome, Christine. We're so excited to have you with us today. And just to kick things off, we'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your work with the Virginia Department of Education. Thank you, ladies. It's uh, definitely an honor and a privilege to be part of this podcast. I think it's it's a wonderful idea to connect all the grantees together and for anyone who is you know interested in this topic itself and my name is Christine Stone I am a school-based mental health grant project manager within the Virginia Department of Education and so a little bit about myself is I was uh, brought in specifically to help really manage this grant and again feel very privileged in doing so because mental health within schools is really my passion that's my background and I am a uh, by trade a licensed clinical social worker so I'm an LCSW for any of those LCSLVUs out there. And uh, I've worked within uh, a partnership with schools in providing school mental health services. And so when I was lucky enough to be awarded this position, I was very excited uh, to really do this work because, again, that's that's kind of been my passion, my background, working with uh, children and families in regards to uh, mental health. So that's a little bit about myself and uh, just some background in regards to what VDOE is, is doing or utilizing with the Virginia School Mental Health Providers Recruitment and Retention Grant. Uh, we have created this very, very exciting website. Um, please do visit it. It's the Virginia Career and Learning Center website. And really the idea behind this website is to support the efforts of recruitment and retaining the school mental health professionals uh, in the Commonwealth in Virginia. So it's a one-stop shop. It's it's essentially a centralized place where you can really view any open position, school-based mental health positions in uh, any school division of Virginia. So prior to this website, we really focused on access and easy way to navigate versus if let's say you were somebody from Arizona and you were looking to relocate to Virginia and you may not know the school division of uh, Danville City Public Schools or Henry County Public Schools and you really wanted to see what was available across the Commonwealth. This was a one-stop shop of to see those open positions, school social workers, school counselors, school psychologists and what it will do is you just click on the link and it will actually direct you to the uh, website to apply and then you can browse that school website to see 
what the community is like, if this is a place that, you know, you want to relocate to, uh, really get a good feel of what that school division uh, can offer you. So it uh, really is a single point of access to apply and see those open positions. It offers certainly a lot more than that. We have some professional development modules on the website, also a place to give you some guidance on licensing requirements, information specifically on school-based mental health careers. So if you are an undergrad student, you're not quite sure what you want to major or focus on, you can watch little videos of what day-to-day looks like essentially for a school counselor, a school social worker, and a school psychologist. Again, really focusing on that recruitment and retention piece when it comes to those positions. In Virginia, the folks that are really uh, focused in providing those um, high quality uh, mental health services to students is those school-based mental health professionals. In the past, certainly, you know, VDOE has been working towards, and the Commonwealth of Virginia has been working towards some advocacy efforts, policy efforts. Recently, the school counselor to student ratio, that was just reduced to one school counselor to 325 students. And uh, that was back in April of 2020. So there's still definitely more work that we need to be done, but VDOE has shown focus in regards to those advocacy efforts and also the the Commonwealth has shown its support in regards to really improving those uh, student and uh, SMHP ratios as well. Yeah, thank you, Christine. I mean, this website just sounds incredible. And I know you you touched on this a little bit, but can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on what brought you and, you know, your team to creating this website? Was there anything in particular, you know, a specific need that you were trying to meet? I think um, really the team itself, Office of Student Services, did a great job in looking into what might be a hindrance or, or a boundary. Professionals can you know relate to this in regards to right now, everyone's looking to recruit and hire and things in that nature. And the easiest way that you can do that is make it just kind of one place where you can find all of that information. So whether if you are already a established school counselor in Virginia, and maybe you are, let's say your family is relocating, this is a good place for you to look and specifically see, okay, in this area, we're going to move to region two of Virginia. Let me look at the school divisions in region two. Let me see exactly, you know, what's available to me since, you know, my family has to relocate. Or let's say you're a school social worker in New York and you're looking to, again, go to Virginia and there are different kind of licensure requirements. So again, a place where you can see what positions are available. How do I get those positions when it comes to my licensure requirements? And yeah, it's just one place that can house that. And then also not to focus, I'm highly look, uh, talking about recruitment, but also retention. You know, for, for our awesome folks that we currently have in these positions, a lot of them, of course, require recertification, CEUs, certain hours. So what we have provided for them to for ease, again, for more so ease and accessibility is instead of Googling, you know, other uh, professional development um, modules or, or opportunities, it's there for you, it's free. And um, they're, again, high quality because they're already um, kind of pushed out by Virginia Department of Education within Office of Student Services. So 
for ease, here are some opportunities of uh, PDs that really meet those requirements for your hours or recertification, things of that nature. So again, I think the team did a really good job with kind of like a root cause analysis in regards to what is really needed to to really target and hopefully get those positive outcomes that we want, um, you know, with the grant. It sounds like the website has such breadth in terms of your recruitment efforts and then the depth once you do recruit professionals, they can use this as a one-stop shop continuously. So given how comprehensive the website is, I'm curious to hear more about how you grew it, who was involved in the process and how that implementation process has been going. That is a great question (laughs) because we definitely couldn't have um, lifted this uh, without really valuable partnerships, specifically with higher education. We had uh, a really awesome and obviously still a great relationship with Old Dominion University in regards to really help the creation of this website. That was year one, kind of the big project for year one for the grant in year two, right? We create this awesome website. It's great. But if no one's going to it, it's not going to be, I mean, it doesn't help anybody essentially. So year two, the focus was how do we make sure that the core audience and those folks really see this? see this website. So of course, there are things within Virginia Department of Education that that we do in regards to communication with school divisions, all school divisions, conferences that we may need to attend, informing, you know, those key folks that this website is available, uh, specifically, let's say, uh, directors of student services, things in that nature, that they would see that there is great value on this website and making sure that those folks really visit it and, and utilize it to its capacity. But but also on a basic sense, and this was such a learning curve for me, ladies, and you guys may know a little bit more, but just a digital marketing piece of the website. So all this language that I just learned this year is um, search engine optimization. So SEOs and again, our partners within ODU really help target that just kind of social media campaigns in regards to getting the word out about this website and this resource. And then also really um, some email marketing to those higher ed, those colleges and universities that have specific master level programs in Virginia to really target those uh, master level programs and really undergraduate programs that serve school counselors, school social work, psychology, a psychologist, and really target them to make sure that hey, this is an easy resource. If you have folks that are graduating or folks that are interested in this profession, you know, have this available to, you know, your, your future, you know, graduating students. So again, I'm glad you said that because a lot of those efforts are very new to me. Um, I wish I was as, as tech savvy as some folks. I'll definitely leave it to the experts, but we, this year uh, was very interesting because we really did focus on a lot of that email marketing with our higher ed uh, partnerships, our, you know, the social media campaigns specific to LinkedIn, because those are, you know, where folks really go to to kind of network, job search, things in that nature. And, um, and really those behind the scenes things like search engine optimization. So really cool stuff yeah. <laughs> that I had no clue about. So 
Yeah, and I, I think that's so interesting too, integrating marketing, which, you know, is more of kind of like the business component, but with all of these really wonderful education-based initiatives. And you had mentioned LinkedIn um, was kind of the main platform that you were looking at. So I'm curious kind of both about lessons learned in terms of maybe where your kind of marketing took place and then what you learned from working with that team, how you would advise people going forward, either in the work that you're continuing to do, or maybe people who are also new to marketing their education-based initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really good. I, I would also say really target the those associations as well, your local state associations, like your Virginia Association of uh, School Counselors, you know, NAS, National Association of School Psychologists, so local as well as um, national associations. What um, Nestle has done for us, uh, which has been great, is really connect us to those national uh, organizations and when they've uh, attended some of our, our meetings and they did their presentations and things like that, really making a point to contact them like soon after that. So it's still fresh in their mind and partnering with them to help us also advertise uh, this resource, this website for any you know potential folks who are looking for opportunities or looking for those positions, you know, here in Virginia. So that that was you know, I, I feel like uh, I'd be amiss to not mention that that was huge for us too. It's easier to connect, obviously, from a state level, but we wanted to make sure that we were able to connect uh, with those national organizations as well. A lesson learned when it comes to social media marketing, and, and again, I'm a little uh, very minimalistic in the information I have when it comes to like Instagram and Twitter and things like that. So we kind of pivoted in regards to initially we we're thinking social media. What is the most kind of, you know, popular or common things, again, to reach maybe more of the, the younger market, things in that nature, is uh, Twitter. We're, we're really like focusing on Twitter, getting this information out. We create a lot of, you know, good content. Although we kind of hit a roadblock and we really like reassessed in regards to, you know, Twitter is kind of everything. It's a catch-all for everything. And things kind of live on Twitter for just, a millisecond, essentially. And so we're like, okay, this may not be the best platform for what we're trying to do. How about LinkedIn? It's a little bit more professional. We can repurpose the content that we created and really focus it more on those professionals who are looking to network, uh, find open positions. Again, more of that recruitment piece. So um, I would say that was one of our lessons learned when it comes to just kind of, you know, digital marketing or so, excuse me, social media marketing, uh, things in that nature. And I think for me, from an evaluative standpoint too, when it comes to digital marketing, it's kind of hard. You get a little worried. I'm sure other grantees feel the same way when you are not getting like a concrete product almost. It's hard to think about those behind the scenes things that happen. And so for me, just really having good communication again with our partners in regards who are more experts in that to put it in layman's terms for me as a grantee of like, how is this really going to impact our outcome? Because I'm very focused on obviously the outcome that are set for us by the grant, you know, 
Sometimes it may not be a direct correlation, but a step to something else. So for me, being able to really um, answer those, uh, you know, ask those specific questions and, and making sure I have a full understanding of, again, we have these resources, just it being purposeful instead of like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. But just for me having um, that competence and, and confidence and being able to execute, like, yes, let's move forward with this. And if it's not working, let's, you know, reevaluate and then maybe pivot in, in a different way. So. Yeah, I love what you've said, particularly about how much you've learned through this process. And I think it's really important for other grantees to hear that, that, you know, even if you think you're not as well versed in the technological sides of creating a website and it might seem scary, you know, that's okay. You can leverage these partnerships, work with other people, learn a ton and still create this awesome, really useful resource for other people to benefit from. Um, So thank you for that. And now I'd just like to ask in the interest of time, I'd love to hear about your plans to expand and sustain this website. You know, where are you and your team planning to go from here? No, that's definitely a good question. Um, And again, the team itself um, did a really excellent job when they created uh, the grant proposal in regards to sustainability and where we can move forward after even grant funds kind of end. That's everyone's kind of thought, right? And the idea is within uh, with, with this website, with the Virginia Career and Learning Center, is it would be essentially managed within our office. There would be somebody managing the website. We can continue to add. We've, well, myself and um, other team members, kind of have uh, administrative access now to the website. So we can uh, receive that training. We can add additional content. Um, revise the website if needed very minimalistically <laughs> ladies I definitely don't have like a web design degree or anything but just being able to add additional content to that so really a lot of that maintenance and upkeep would essentially be the responsibility of Virginia Department of Education and then also to that when it comes to sustainability what we hope and you know talking about partnerships too with our LEAs and some of those lessons learned not to kind of go back and forth with with the question, but our LEAs, I, I really, we really do encourage them to look at obviously the grant funds, be responsible in, in managing and budgeting for, for these funds and what we will do, what they will do afterwards, after this grant fund ends to make sure that let's say they hired a team of five, you know, brand new school social workers, what will happen now after the grant ends? So really looking at uh, their local funds, uh, grant funds, maybe future grant funds, state funds, a lot of the funds that were available to them when it was, you know, a lot of the, the pandemic relief funds, things in that nature, really being creative in that way. And to go back to lessons learned, some of the things that I learned from year one that I'm trying to incorporate in year two is with the partnerships with LEAs, really it's usually one person who I communicated with in regards to implementing these grant strategies. But really that person is probably communicating with the director of finance within their school division, the director of human resources within their school division. So a big lesson learned for me was 
let's all come together instead of kind of playing telephone. Let's all come together. Let's figure out a way that meet the needs of that specific school division with the resources and the funding that you have, because it's not just about the grant. Let's look at other funds that you may have. And then also pivoting to the human resources. Hey, you know, these are the things that we're thinking about to recruit for these positions. Is this allowable within your school division? We're looking at retention bonuses. You know, what is allowable? What are things that are um, within your policy within that school division? So, Lessons learned, I felt like I was just talking to one person and, and that person was delineating the information, but it's really a, a group of people that really need to come together uh, at the same time, like in, in now it's Zoom, like a Zoom room, but, uh, you know, just a meeting of, of, so everyone's hearing the same information. So that was one of my lessons learned from year one is really initiating that partnership, not just with one person with that within the the LEAs, but really the team of folks that really make um, the implementation strategies that they want to happen happen. So, based off of what you mentioned about the teams you're working with, in closing, I'd love to hear more about your big picture takeaways when working with teams, both on the website project, but also within the context that we're all working towards a common goal of advancing school mental health. Absolutely, you know. Um, Virginia Department of Education, especially within our Office of Student Services, you know, we're committed in really maximizing and helping all of our students. And to this end, you know, mental wellness, mental health, that's definitely in the forefront and really a foundation to build a safe, uh, welcoming and supportive school environment where really all students can thrive, hit their maximum potential. Um, you know, VDOE is really committed to that. And big picture wise, I think everyone, uh, obviously within our office, everyone that uh, all the um, LEAs, as well as our higher education partners, see the importance of that. They really, really do are, you know, pre-pandemic. And again, due to the pandemic, mental health is just a priority for, for everyone, our students, our families, the community as a whole um, that serves that school division. So I, I will say everyone is very passionate and on the same page in regards to the importance of that. So I think that's what brings everyone together and in, in hopefully trying to achieve having this access for high quality mental health services in the schools with students. Because essentially, someone asked me one day, like, oh, you know, why would you provide this in schools? I'm like, well, that's where the kids are. So you provide these mental health services because that's where our kids are. And that's where our youth are. And that's where they are learning. And it's really a captive audience. So we want to really utilize that and um, have access for, again, our students as well as our families um, to these services that are, are highly needed. So we really hope with the grant funds, with the resources that we have, we can really make a dent in solution to these issues that we're seeing within um, our schools and, and lack of professionals or, or just really lack, lack of folks uh, within, these within these really important and valuable professions. And so with that, I say that 
we hope that we continue to achieve uh, more funding resources to focus on that. And the grant itself is wonderful. It's great. And it's really a, a big piece to a puzzle. But we do have a bigger puzzle to solve in regards to school mental health services and how how can we make sure they're accessible, they're equitable, and, and things in that nature. So the grant, I, I, I say again, the grant has been, I, I'm really very honored and humbled by the work that we're doing and, uh, you know, take great uh, accountability and responsibility to make sure that we are able to essentially make a dent in the problem. But I, sometimes I do have to tell myself a little bit to have a little patience, have a little grace that there, there's progress that is happening, but it will take multiple years and multiple layers in regards to um, really, really solve the problem or, or solve this issue. But I do think we are moving towards that and, and uh, programs and, and resources like the grant is, is a great way to do it. Yeah, and it seems like this website is a big step in the right direction. So with that, Christine, we'd just like to thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about the awesome work you're doing with the Virginia Department of Education and with this incredible website, um, which will be linked with this podcast for all listeners to go and check out. And we look forward to seeing where you go from here. So thanks so much. Thank you so much, ladies. This is a wonderful, wonderful um, idea. Thank you for creating this and, and opportunities for, for grantees to really vocalize um, the questions and, and the thoughts and the comments you guys were mentioning. So I definitely look forward to listening to the other grantees and, and see what they have to offer me uh, as well here in Virginia. In Session is brought to you by the National Center on Safe Supportive Learning Environments, or NESLE, at the American Institutes for Research. This podcast is funded by the U.S. Department of Education. If you'd like to learn more about NESLE, visit safesupportivelearning.ed.gov. For all questions or feedback, you can email us at nestle at AIR.org. Thanks for listening. Please note, the contents of this podcast do not necessarily represent the policy or views of the U.S. Department of Education, nor does it imply endorsement by the U.S. Department of Education. 